What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We are three guys wondering how much money a Ridley Scott movie will lose this year. Because, let me tell you, it might surprise you. I'm Matt Johnson, and I'm ready for less Marvel this year. I'm Keith Baker, and it seems like everybody's really wanting an apocalypse this year. And I'm Austin Terry, and I still don't believe Craven the Hunter is coming out this year. How frickin' dare you? We need Craven in our lives. Like, everybody's saying that. Haven't you heard the people chanting... Like, out your window. Everybody loves Craven, Austin. Don't you know that? I just need to see if Sergey could become the world's greatest hunter. <laughs> wow, I can't wait. On today's show, of course, we are looking ahead to all the big movie and TV releases of 2024. But before we get to that, guys, what are you guys thinking? After putting this doc together, looking at what's coming out, is this going to be a good year? I actually, I think it is going to be a good year. There are a lot less sequels this year, it seems like, than last year. And it seems like we have a lot of original ideas coming to theaters, which I'm excited so. for. It doesn't seem like a ton of remakes or anything like that. I'll, certainly a lot less superhero content. So I think it's going to be a good year for the theaters. And hey, they need it after last year's bombs. Yeah, I'm feeling optimistic as well. Uh, like you said, awesome with movies being original, not sequels. But I'm also looking forward to second or third seasons of newer shows we saw maybe a year ago or two years ago coming back. But yeah, the original movies come out this year. They look fun. Maybe there might be a few flops in there. We'll see. Oh, there certainly will be. And we'll talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> but no, I'm, ex I'm definitely excited for TV as well. I uh, can't wait for some of my, my favorite shows to come back after, we, after the lull for the past year and a half or so with the, the writer's strike and everything going on. So I think 2024 is going to be fun. I agree with you. But I, I will say, we do have to preface that I think we've done these look-aheads in 2022 and 2023 now, and I'm almost positive we said this exact same thing in both of those. So <laughs> we are going to be like, you know, pretty cautiously optimistic. This year is looking good. 2024 could surprise us, but we have been wrong before is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is not a joke, but this will be the third look ahead where we have talked about Craven the Hunter potentially coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So we'll see. You know, if it if it if it spills into 2025, you know what? I'll still be excited for it. <laughs> but with that, without further ado, guys, let's just get started. We went ahead and made a huge list of all the major and interesting movie and TV releases this year, and it is a lot. So we're gonna run through what's on the way, what we're looking forward to, and ultimately we'll predict if this is gonna be a good year of content. So let's get into it and see what we decide. Yeah, and we are going to repeat our fun little game that we played last year. I'm calling this our Arnie's Box Office Predictions. Uh, we're each going to guarantee one project that's going to be a hit with audiences this year or a flop and panned by critics. So we'll see what shakes out this year. And Austin, I'm actually glad that you introduced this game into our lives last year because I think it gave us a little bit of practice because I'm just going to say, you know, I did the worst technically, but we didn't really have any major wins when we played this game last year. So hopefully... That kind of gave us a little bit of practice, and this year will do better. So I think maybe we should run through what our guaranteed hit and flop was in 2023, and maybe we'll surprise some people by reminding them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my guaranteed hit for 2023 was the Adam Driver Dinosaur Movie 65, and I was extremely misguided on that one. Those trailers really tricked me. I completely forgot about that movie. <laughs> Never saw we it. We all did. <laughs> But Austin, if I remember right, I think you kind of nailed the flop. I did. It was Transformers Rise of the Beast, which I guess technically like audiences liked it, but it still didn't make any money. So I'm calling it a flop and I'm taking the win. 
All right. What about you, Keith? What did you bring to the table in 2023? Yeah. So my guaranteed hit was Oppenheimer. That was a pretty, pretty easy one. That was a safe bet, though, with Nolan. He didn't take any risk like I did with Adam Driver and his dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Austin. Um, I mean, to be fair to Keith, had Barbie not come out, would Oppenheimer have been that big of a hit? Oh, that is true. But he, yeah. he also did not predict the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Well, that's, that's no. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I would have never <laughs> predicted that. That was crazy to me. But Keith, go ahead. And I, I, I'm already angry at you. Get to your flop. <laughs> Tell me why you were so wrong. And how dare you even suggest this one to be a flop? Yeah, my guaranteed flop for last year was salt in. Eat it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. And oh. it was awesome. To be fair, though, nobody saw that coming. Nobody thought the 10th movie in a dead franchise was going to be great. Do you know what? It made the movie and they got greenlit for a sequel. I'm so excited. Um, but, you know, I, I already made the joke that you guys, uh, you know, you had a win in there. Both of you had a win, but still not great. But you know, I, I can't really talk because I got no wins. Blue um, <laughs> Beetle was my guaranteed hit. I thought it was going to be uh, like the next Black Panther Turns out it cost over $100 million to make, and it only made $130 million at the box office. And for some reason, George Lopez was the lead. I loved <laughs> <That's> it. <true. laughs> was, you know, the fact that there was a strike that prevented them from talking about it an issue? Probably, but I don't know if it would have helped that much. And my guaranteed flop, um, it was Craven the Hunter. And it didn't even come <laughs> out in 2023. They pushed it literally a year. So I, I got no wins in my belt. So I got to redeem myself this year. I feel like regardless, though, with all the money they're having to keep spending on marketing, you're guaranteed to get a win if you keep predicting it as I you hope flop. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into the list, you guys know how I feel about Craven the Hunter, potentially my like upcoming most favorite movie of all time. Austin, you already joked about it. I want the honest over under. Is Craven the Hunter coming out in 2024 or not? Do, like, let, let's be earnest. Do we think so? Is it going to make it? It's slated for an August release. I mean, at this point, I, I, they got to put it out. They just got to put it out, even yeah, if it's not done. They, they can't keep pushing it. <laughs> even if it's not done. <laughs> that would be awesome. I Instead of a Snyder that. cut, it's like the opposite of a Snyder cut. It's like yeah. it's just a halfway cut. They're just like, hey, this yeah. is what we did. And just, the just effects aren't done. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> There's like a green screen in like every scene. <laughs> well, you know what? If they do that, I'm going to have to switch it from my flop to a hit. Everybody, let's go see Craven in 2024. All right, everybody, welcome to our big list here for 2024's movie and TV releases. We're just going to kind of do, I'll, we'll run through the big ones and we're just going to focus on whatever we want to. So in January, starting off the year, we have Night Swim, Mean Girls, The Musical, True Detective, Night Country, Ted, The Prequel, Echo, Masters of the Air. And that's kind of the big ones we saw, guys. Where do you want to start here? I think Night Swim is an interesting horror movie it, it kind of feels like it's going to be this year's megan where like it comes out in january no one really expects anything from it and it gets good word of mouth it is from blumhouse and the same team that made megan it's also got james wan involved so it piqued my interest but january horror movie eh those are always kind of hit or miss i do like the idea of it though because i've always i remember swimming as a kid i was always creeped out by like the the greats at the pools so like just kind of bringing that fear to life so I think I do think it's a cool idea. Um, Wyatt Russell's in it. I love him. So we'll see. 
And we should say for those unfamiliar, Night Swim, the log line for it is a woman swimming in her pool is terrorized by an evil spirit. Yeah, we'll see. I want another big, like, uh, not even like a January horror hit, but just like another horror movie to talk about. It's always what you look for. Um, and we love talking about them on our on our podcast. So I'm hoping this one's going to be good. It has a great cast, a great premise. So I'm just hoping it's good. But as Austin always, you know, talks about, it is January. So could they have put this out last October? Probably. Why didn't they? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> they started marketing it in October, which was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, but one that I'm, I don't have much to say about it, but guys, Mean Girls. I mean, this is a movie that has lasted the test of time. I love Mean Girls. It's so fucking good. And they're coming back to, I guess, like make a movie version of the Broadway show they did. So doing a musical adaptation kind of sounds fun. You got Tina Fey and Tim Meadows back throwing in John Hamm, which, I mean, you can't go wrong. Whenever he does comedy, I love it. So I hope this is good. I don't have a lot to say, but I hope that, one, that I hope that becomes a favorite of mine. I hope it's good, but I, I just don't have a lot of faith in it. I, you're not going to strike magic twice, I feel like, with how good that classic is. Yeah, I watched the trailer the other day uh, when I went to the theaters, and I was like, nope, what are they doing? The, the, the original's good enough. They <laughs> don't need to doing? make this movie at all. <laughs> I, I agree. But guys, what do, you get, what do you think about True Detective Season 4, a.k.a. True Detective Night Country? It's back. It feels like it's been forever. The Mahershala Ali, Stephen Dorff season. I mean, how many years ago was that? Maybe like that's 2019. Oh my god, yeah. So it's it's been a while. Um, and I'm excited for it to be back. I mean, this trailer is getting me. This cast looks super interesting. I'm excited. Are you guys ready for True Detective to be back? I'm so pumped. I, I'm a huge True Detective fan. I've found something to love in every single season of that show. Um, and this premise of it being in Alaska looks creepy. It looks like a great cast. I can't wait to see this one unfold. Yeah, I was... One of those that jumped on True Detective with McConaughey, Woody Harrelson season. Um, I never watched the Vince Vaughn season all the way through, and then I kind of skipped. Here. Yeah, I kind of skipped that season. Then I watched the Marshall Ali, Stephen Dorff season. Loved that one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm really excited for this to come back. And I think, like you guys said, Alaska is going to be a. I like how they keep moving it around, you know, state by state. This is going to be a perfect setting. It's going to be cold. It's going to be creepy. It's going to be desolate. I feel like there's going to be some like animal kills in this one too i feel like there's gonna be some grizzly bear scene or something like that oh, yeah it's gonna be nuts yeah. this is a show too that i thought was dead in the water and then out of nowhere this trailer comes out and it's like whoa we've got another premise here and it looks great too yeah and i think nick pizzolato i can't remember his original credit if he was like the creator of the show or the main writer i believe this is he was the, the main writer season. yeah this is the first season where he doesn't have um creative credit he is still an executive producer but they are kind of moving away from that so to your point like the show being dead in the water they did revive it without that so that could be a good or bad thing but you know what i trust this team jodie foster as the lead i mean that just i think that's gonna be great you can't go wrong yeah, I'm, I'm, very excited. I'm very excited the last big one for january that stands out to me is masters of the air uh this is an apple tv show it kind of feels like it's going to be the next Band of Brothers Pacific. It's coming from that same team. You got Spielberg and Tong Hanks involved. It's following a bombardier crew, which is a World War II story that's always fascinating to me, like these crews that lived up in these flying fortresses. We've really never seen those types of stories told before when we look back at World War II. So we know Apple TV only makes hits, so can't wait to see it. If it has any sort of graphics like the other ones too, it's probably going to, be, it's going to, probably going to feel very real, and it's, you're going to have a lot of sad moments in it. But um yeah definitely gonna be giving this one a watch for sure 
Yeah, it seems to be taking the same route where it's like a huge ensemble cast, but kind of the main people are very recognizable. Like you have Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Barry Keegan, uh, Nakuti Gatwa. The only thing that the trailer made me a little bit nervous about, and I guess this is just maybe like a modern thing, is the visuals look very CG to me. And it's that weird thing of like when they made Band of Brothers of the Pacific, it's like, so did they. But it's just that modern kind of visual that, like, it just catches my eye and not the best way. It still looks great, though. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I just hope, like, visually it kind of, uh, you know, you know, sticks to what we hope for. Well, I think by the nature of its premise, it's going to have to yeah. rely on CGI more yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the dogfights and things like that versus mm-hmm. the ground invasions that we've always covered in the World War II stuff. Before we go into February, the only other thing I have to say is, like, Echo's coming out. This is a character I did not care about in Hawkeye, but I am very excited about the first MCU project getting a TVMA rating. Uh, We have Kingpin coming back. We have Daredevil in it. I think setting up for Daredevil Born Again maybe next year. So the idea of a Disney Plus show coming out where it's just five episodes, they're dropping it all at once, not weekly, and it's R-rated. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, it's R-rated as well, like... I'm kind of excited for that. I've always been championing, like, look, the MCU started in 2008. Most of your people, like, like are way old enough <laughs> to be at that level. I think it's okay to mix in R-rated projects. So I'm very, I'm actually very excited about this. This trailer was so good that it took a character I did not give a shit about in Hawkeye and made me so excited for a solo show. So this could be, this could be a secret good one. I also thought the trailer was very good. Uh, I did think the Secret Invasion trailers were good too, though, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Marvel has kind of lost my trust, so I need them to earn it back. I will check it out, though. Yeah, I I will too. From watching the trailer, this one looks like it's going to be really violent. Just from watching the the fight choreography, she seems pretty badass and pretty hardcore. Same with Kingpin, too. It was He's creepy. I I don't really know a lot about his character because I didn't watch Daredevil like you guys, but I watched The Punisher. Definitely seems like it's going to have a Punisher-type vibe to it. All right, guys, so with that, let's move on to February. The ones we highlighted here are Argyle, Madam Web, Bob Marley, One Love, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Halo Season 2. Austin, uh, you went out of your way to highlight one right off the bat here. It's Argyle, and I'm glad you did. I did not know really anything about this. I watched the trailer, and I got to say, I'm pretty intrigued by this. So how about you kind of lead us into this? Dude, I'm so excited for Argyle. This might be one of my most anticipated of the year. Uh, You got Matthew Vaughn. You know him for all his action credentials. Henry Cavill's back to the big screen. You got Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell kind of paired up on this very weird premise that you don't understand. But Dallas Howard is is a spy novel writer and then ends up in one of her real life stories. And it just looks like a good time at the movies. That's all I can say. It looks like it's kind of capturing that first Kingsman magic. Um, I, I can't wait for this one. I, I will be rushing out to theaters to see this. I'm just excited to see Sam Rockwell. I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. But yeah, like you said, Austin, all the other characters too, with Henry Cavill and Bryce Dallas, I think it's going to be, it just looks fun. Like a good adventure spy movie. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I can't even call it like a subgenre, but there are some movies in TV about like a famous writer, like somehow stumbling their way into their own story like there's a few things like that i think about like will ferrell and stranger uh, than fiction which is a great movie but this seems like that it's like bryce dallas howard writes the story about argyle this like james bond-esque spy almost like a parody and then i guess like stumbles into that story and the trailer teases that maybe there is a real argyle and like they left us on a cliffhanger i was like wait 
what's it gonna is it Henry Cavill? <laughs> like is it gonna be a joke? I don't know. But I think we're gonna get like Henry Cavill doing like, the fun spy shit. Everybody's like He's been like he was almost cast as James Bond like years ago instead of Daniel Craig. So it's probably going to play that up. But then you also have this weird, funny story on the side about the real life author. So I'm very excited that Matthew Vaughn's back in the game. I think Kingsman, too. He dropped the ball. But I think it feels like he's excited about this. And I'm excited about it, too, because he has such great style. And Henry Cavill barely in the trailer, but first on the cast billing. So got to imagine he's got a big presence, too. I think so. I think so. Um, speaking of big presence, Madam Web, not going to see it, guys. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst trailers I've watched. <laughs> I've got one thing to say about Madam Web. Please do. I'm banking an easy one, but this is my oh. guaranteed flop. Whoa! <laughs> the logline is so stupid. A paramedic starts to develop clairvoyant abilities. That's the most interesting <laughs> thing you can come up to describe your movie. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't really mention spiders or anything. (laughs) So one that I'm excited about is the live action version of Avatar The Last Airbender, which is coming um, to Netflix. Um, From what I understand, like it's going to be a multi-season thing. I think they've been greenlit for multiple seasons. So the first one's going to tell kind of the first season of the animated show. So it's probably going to be like a three season type thing from what I understand. Um, I love that show. I don't think it's just one of the best animated shows of all time. I think it's just one of the best shows ever. I mean, such a great show. And it is that weird thing of like, just because something's going to live action, should I be excited? Probably not. That's probably not enough to like be like, oh, wow, exciting. But the trailer got me. I love this story. I love these characters. I'm excited about what they're doing. So I'm very hopeful for this. I think this could be uh, something very exciting. I I mean, this is going to do gangbusters on Netflix. I mean, the Last Airbender, whenever it goes like a streaming service, it's always like the most watched thing on it, like whenever it moves around. So it's going to be huge. Yeah, this will be Netflix's big hit for sure. Isn't this also the one, though, that's been in like production hell with the creators leaving and coming back multiple times? I don't know. I think so. I think this is the live action project. I know they have so many other projects in this universe and development. So, so I don't know. But I think the live action one, this one was the one that like had certain people leave and come back and maybe leave again. So yeah, definitely been in development for a long time. Uh, Last thing for February is season two of Halo. And I know us three were like the only people (laughs) on the planet that liked the first season of Halo, but I'm excited for Halo season two. They just put out a new trailer. It looks fun. Like it's a big covenant invasion. It looks like they got a bigger budget this season. I'm pretty excited to see this next season. Me too. I'm that weird person. I think like Austin where it's like, I don't really love the games. It's like, I've played some of them. I've played some of them with Austin, but it's like they just don't really hold up to me. I didn't play them at the time. So seeing a show that takes such a big departure, I'm kind of fine with. And it's I guess everybody else that did play those games wasn't. But uh, I'm kind of excited, too. I I like that show. I never knew so many people were coming to a first person shooter for the lore. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into March. We have a big one right after that. We have Dune Part 2, which got delayed out of 2023. We have Spaceman, Roadhouse, Manhunt, a new TV show. And those are the ones we highlighted, guys. So uh, I think we have like a couple good ones to dive into here. Should we start with Dune Part 2? It feels like the natural place to start, I think. Yeah, Dune Part 2. I mean, if you like the first one, you got to be excited for this one. I feel like each trailer has been better and better. They, they've shown me like something new and interesting in, in each one. Um, this one looks like more heavily focused on the revenge aspect of Paul Atreides. So I'm kind of just excited to see the story come to its conclusion. 
Yeah, me too. Um, you say conclusion, Austin. So this is supposed to be the last movie? I didn't know that. No. Denis, I think, has confirmed that he is developing the next novel, which – so I think it's going to be a trilogy now. So I think he's developing oh. Dune Messiah to be uh, – which is a book, and then that will be the third movie. Uh, but they're also making shows still, I think. I think there's still an HBO Max show in the works. So okay. they're trying to make like a whole universe out of this. I feel like for him to get a third one, though, he's got to make a profit on this one because they they took a while to green light part two. So I feel like if they're losing money, they might just kind of pull it. Yeah, that'll be interesting because uh, the first one was one of those like height of the pandemic movies that was going to come out in theaters, but then went straight to HBO Max. They got greenlit, but I, I guys, I think this movie, because of how huge it was on Max, I think this is going to do massive numbers at the box office i think are you gonna gonna do it are you gonna guarantee it you know what i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm not gonna take the safe one i do think this will be big Uh, you're also adding fucking austin butler florence Pugh, and christopher walken as your big bad like i mean come on (laughs) like they know what they're cooking up over there so you've got Timothy Chalamet's space project, but did you know Adam Sandler has a space project coming out? Uh, this is Spaceman. The only thing I can describe it as is this another Adam Sandler serious movie. Um, it follows a orphan boy from the Czech Republic who overcomes his circumstances to become his country's first astronaut. Very quick 20-second teaser, just so is Adam Sandler in a spacesuit, but he's been on a heater with all these serious movies, so I'll definitely check this one out. Yeah, I did think the teaser was pretty bad. Not not bad. I just don't know what the point of it was. I think you should have put something more substantial. This is a movie I've heard about, and I, I've heard it's pretty good. But it's like I, I don't think this teaser did really anything to get me excited. But the but the premise alone. At first, I thought this was gonna be an Adam Sandler comedy. When I yeah, first saw exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> Especially by the trailer, it didn't really show him like doing a whole lot. So. It's just his big fat head in the astronaut helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another one we called out here was Roadhouse. Don't have a ton to say about this one. It's Jakey G, though. Got to see it. There's no really teasers out. The only thing that really has been floating around was that snapshot of him weighing in at a real UFC heavyweight. And he looked jacked as shit. So I'm definitely going to see it. Have you guys seen the original Roadhouse with Pete Swayze? Uh I have not. Pretty great movie. But it's it's not one that makes me mad that they're remaking. No. Like I I think like putting a modern spin on Roadhouse could be fun. Oh so yeah. So I I'm kind of excited for this. I'm kind of excited, but uh we'll see. I think Jake Gyllenhaal's a good pick for the lead. He does look like shredded as I guess humanly possible <laughs> in the pictures <laughs> that I've seen. Um but I'm I'm excited. I think this will be like a fun watch. And I I feel like this is like a prime. I could be wrong. This might be like a straight to prime thing. We'll see. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but if this is a streaming thing, I think this would this this strikes me as something that will do even better streaming than it would in theaters. So I'm excited to just watch it like on a random night. All you have to do is put Jake Gyllenhaal's jacked body on the banner for Prime, and you got some you got some viewers right there. There you go, brother. All right, guys. Moving on to April, um, we have Godzilla and Kong: The New Empire: Civil War. And the Fallout TV show. So just a few there. Uh, let's start very quickly with Godzilla vs. Kong. Because Austin, as you and I know, a Godzilla Minus One just came out. It's one of our favorites of the year. And we talked about on that, uh, and just like in our discussions about it like off-air, like how, ex- how like kind of fun it is that we're getting that type of Godzilla content, but also we're getting 
like the fun, cheesy Godzilla stuff like this, where Kong and him team up, I guess, to fight <laughs> another threat. And the threat, based on the trailer, seems very serious, but then they just show it's like another Kong. It's like, it doesn't seem like that would be that hard to deal with, but who the hell knows? Are you guys excited for Godzilla and Kong's team up? <laughs> well, let me tell you what the real threat is to this movie. Uh, it's the fact that Brian Tyree Henry is returning no. from his, for his podcast character to this franchise. The one character I was like, please let him get eaten by Godzilla. They're bringing him back for some reason. Um, you guys know me. I, I mean, I'm the biggest like MonsterVerse defender, I feel like. I think this looks like dog shit. I'm not excited <laughs> for this one at all. I yeah, I thought it looked like shit too. Um, I didn't even see the I didn't even see the last one. Was, what was the last? Yes, you did. You did. We, we watched it for it. our podcast. Oh, I guess I did. <laughs> well, I just haven't been on board at all with this franchise, except for I liked Kong. I think that was the only one I Skull actually, Island. Yeah, you and yeah, I liked Skull that Island. one. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one. All the other ones, though, I thought were shitty, waste of time. I just didn't. I'm not enjoying this franchise, so I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this at all. Keith, I think I can uh, provide you a little solace here. Godzilla and Kong, the new empire, is a guaranteed fucking flop. Ooh. This movie isn't gonna move shit. They got lucky that the last one came out during the pandemic, and like Dune, it was the straight-to-HBO Max movie. Nobody's going out to theaters to see a sequel to a shitty Godzilla and Kong movie. Like, dude, I don't even know how much this movie costs. It's probably like 200 plus million. I would be shocked if this even made $200 million. <laughs> like, I don't think, I, I don't think this one's going to do well at all. I think this is going to be the end of Austin's precious MonsterVerse. And I like the <laughs> MonsterVerse too, but I think this one's going to flop so hard that they have to pivot and be like, I guess we'll let Toho and Japan make their movies. We can't really do this anymore. <laughs> I think what they're going to learn from this is they have to put these straight to streaming because I yeah. think it's going to bomb in theaters, but I think it's going to be... Max's number one thing when it gets to yeah. a streaming service. I could see that, yeah. Okay, so that's Matt's guaranteed flop. Let's get to something that I think looks great. Uh, this is Civil mm. War from Alex Garland. Um, you may know him from 28 Days Later. Uh, I just I think this premise is interesting and timely. It follows a bunch of journalists who are traveling across the U.S. documenting a developing civil war. Main standout for me from the trailer is Jesse Plemons looks scary as shit as the villain in this movie. <laughs> so I'm pumped for this. I will definitely be seeing this in theaters. The start of the trailer, I was like, whoa, this is this is awesome. This looks this, this looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, like you said, awesome. Jesse Plemons, yeah. He does look kind of insane uh, in this. So I haven't seen him in a while in anything. So he's always good in everything he's in. Yeah, you know, the trailer for this like didn't like super excite me or anything, but it's more, like Austin mentioned, I love Alex Garland so much. I mean, his yeah. writing work is great. I mean, he... When you're directorial, whenever you're like that famous of a writer, like Austin said, with like 28 Days Later, but then your directorial debut is Ex Machina, it's like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know what you're doing. So there's a reason <laughs> he's telling this story. Uh, great cast. But yeah, I mean, the trailer didn't like super excite me. It might also be one of those weird things where not to make like a super like prescient joke, but it's like... <laughs> You watch it and it's like, oh, that's, that's kind of what we're going towards. <laughs> like, this feels very like, you know, America's going that way. I wouldn't be surprised. The only weird thing is them saying Texas and California have allied. I'm like, there's no way that would ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but maybe that was on purpose. If it was, great joke. Um, but yeah, I am excited for this movie uh, because of Alex Garland and the cast. The premise itself is like, okay, 
I'm very curious how it ends and where it goes. I will go see this one. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I do trust the team involved for sure. With his movies, too, there's always something more under the surface. So I'm excited to see what that twist is, too. Yeah. And then very quickly, this might be more for you, Austin, but they are making a Fallout TV show and the people developing it are the people behind Westworld. You have Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother, uh, his wife and kind of that team. A fun cast just developing the video game. Is there anything worth talking about here? Is this going to be one of the like video game adaptations that we talk about, like The Last of Us as being good? Is this going to be not good? Where, where are you kind of leaning on that scale? I guess we'll see for me with the game. I'm I'm always I've always felt like kind of the outside looking into this franchise. I've tried to start Fallout 3 so many times and just never could get into it. Um, So this will be my first time to actually experience the Fallout story. So I'm excited to see it from that lens. Um, The trailer I thought was fine. It's serviceable. Um, I'll definitely check it out, but I don't have like high hopes or anything because I don't really have a lot of love for this franchise. Yeah, I never played the games. I think I remember seeing trailers for the games and it always looked kind of cool with like these nukes going off. I mean, it's a good idea, but I'm more interested in something like Silo where it's a little bit more original. So very true. God, I want Silo back so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it could be like Slow Horses where they put out two seasons a year. I know. Can we get the team behind Slow Horses making other things? <laughs> like, how do they do it? <laughs> every time you turn around, there's just a new season of Slow Horses dropping I, on I've Apple TV. I started Slow Horses, and every time I talk to Austin, which is like every like couple days, he's like, did you know that another season of Slow Horses came out? I'm like, what? They're on season 17? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman just has all the time in the world, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, guys. With that, let's move into May. We just have a couple here. We highlighted the Fall Guy from David Leach, kind of that like John Wick uh, team, and Furiosa, a Mad Max story um, from George Miller. I mean, it's been in development hell for a long time. You know, George Miller's been wanting to make this like weird prequel sequel to Mad Max Fury Road, and he finally did. Uh, so these are some fun ones to talk about, guys. So let's start with the Fall Guy. Um, I gotta say... Whenever I heard the premise for this, I was like, I love David Leach. I love his movies. But like this premise, I don't give a shit. Like, I love Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt, but uh, it's not enough. I watched the trailer, dude. I was like, this looks so fun. <laughs> so I'm like secretly pretty stoked for this movie. I'm, I'm ready for this. This looks like a good time at the theater. May's going to be a big month for me. Both of these are highly anticipated for me. The Fall Guy, it looks like a blast. I think it's going to be so funny. I think it's going to be that like secret like comedic standout of the year. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to do great in its opening weekend, but I think with I word of mouth, it's going to build up there. And I think it could potentially be really successful at the box office. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give my guaranteed hit to The Fall Guy. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. wow, I love it. I love it. After going to the theater the other day and this trailer came on, I looked around and everybody was like, oh my God, that was awesome. And I was like, yeah, people are going to go see this because Ryan Gosling, he's still in right now after his Barbie peak, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He, I think, I think people are going to go see him in this. And same with Emily Blunt. She's, always, she's still hot right now too. I mean. And you got Hannah Waddington from Ted Lasso fame too. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, I even think mm-hmm. about that one as well. So yeah, I just think the cast and this premise are uh, people are just going to love it. So I th- I can see the movie tickets selling. Uh, let's talk about Furiosa. Did you guys like this trailer? No, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the movie, but I did not like the trailer. I could have cared less for the trailer look like. 
George Miller could could have just put out a piece of cardboard that said Ferioso is coming, and I'd be like, <laughs> hell yeah, brother, can't wait. This, I'm so excited for this. This is my most anticipated of the year. Oh, um, okay. I'm a huge Mad Max fan. You guys know that. And the idea of Chris Hemsworth kind of doing a heel turn and playing the villain in a George Miller movie, pumped for that. So whatever this is, I'm going to see it and love it, I feel like. To be fair, and it goes back to Masters of the Air, the reason I didn't love the trailer, and I get it, this is not like a shot at George Miller or the team, but Mad Max Fury Road and like his movies are very practical. And this seems to be practical as well. It's just like... In this day and age, when we say practical, like it, it has a different look, the same way the Masters of the Air trailer did. And this trailer looked very like CG to me. I think what they're doing like in camera is practical, but the backgrounds look so fake that it made a lot of the shots just like stand out as weird to me. And like, I was like, ah, I don't like that. But I'm still so excited for this movie. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. George Miller, like, doing an action movie like this. He's directed every Mad Max movie, and now, like, this was his passion project. Like, this random Furiosa, like, prequel spinoff thing. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, and I do think the the way the trailer used its text made the scenes look weird, too. So I'm hoping, like, the way some stuff looks off is just because of the way the trailer was formatted. Yeah. I think no matter what, this movie is going to look incredible when it gets to mm-hmm. theaters. I don't think there's any way George Miller's putting out a bad-looking Mad Max movie. For sure. Yeah, I didn't even watch the trailer, but I'm I'm pumped for it. Like you, Austin, I'm not as big of a fan of Mad Max as you are, but I'm I'm right behind you there. So, um, and like you said, with Chris Miller or Chris Hemsworth being the um the villain, I think that'll be that'll be fun. I want I want to see what he looks like. I didn't watch the trailer, so I want to I'm gonna have to go oh, look yeah. it up after he this. He looks pretty see. funny. He looks pretty good. <laughs> like big red beard. Like <laughs> it'll be fun. <laughs> it looks like him and Anya Taylor Joy are getting paired up for a good portion of the movie too. So that's gonna be fun. All right, guys. Well, speaking of um, the fall guy with David Leach and the kind of the John Wick universe, we got to move on into June and start off with Ballerina. And then, of course, we have A Quiet Place Day One and Horizon and American Saga Chapter One. We got to start with Ballerina because this is, I, I guess, prequels, not the right word. I don't know what you would call it. Is it like an interquel? It takes place during the events of the story. John Wick movies, I guess. But it's directed by Len Wiseman, and it stars Anna de Armas as our lead. So she's one of the um, quote-unquote ballerina characters that we met with Angelica Houston from the previous films. Keanu Reeves is returning as John Wick, and our baby boy, Norman Reedus. He's popping in, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's just it's the same thing. It's a young female assassin seeking revenge on the people who killed her family. This could be... Awesome. And I really hope it is. <laughs> I really hope it is, too. So much so that this is my guaranteed hit. Oh! For the year. Ooh. Uh, I think this is a recipe for success. People love the John Wick franchise. Keanu's in it. Norman Reedus has his Walking Dead fans. People love Anna Diarmas. We always said she just needs more screen time. This is her movie. This is going to be her big breakout thing. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for it. I've already given out my... Uh... My guaranteed hit, but I, I this will probably this would probably be a second if we were giving out seconds. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. This is gonna be awesome. Like we talked about in our last episode, I love John Wick Four. I love the John Wick universe. Austin and I were kind of disappointed with the Continental. Maybe it'll redeem that itself later. That doesn't count. That was some weird peacock <laughs> thing. Yeah, but still in the universe. But I think Ballerina's is gonna be awesome. Anna de Armas, like you said, Austin is she's hot right now. And then, yeah, this is 
and she's going to be good in an action role like this for sure. Um, too bad we didn't get more of her in uh, No Time to Die. I know we kind of got a tease with her in the action genre with that. That's what makes me excited for this, though, is those sequences from No Time to Die. This is the one thing, like, of anything on this list where I just wish there was footage for it. I would pay money right now even to see a trailer for this. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. And Norman Reedus, too. He belongs in this universe. I agree. I know we make fun of him, but I think he fits here. I hope he kind of has that, like, Willem Dafoe role from the first one. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um... But guys, how do you feel about A Quiet Place Day One? I guess technically a prequel. Um, We'll see kind of how that plays out. But are you interested in this? I, for one, didn't even see the sequel. I I was going to ask, did you guys see part two? I did not. And I don't know why, because I really loved the first one. But it was that weird thing where I guess two kind of came out during the pandemic. I didn't want to go to a theater. But then once it comes out, I'm like, Am I still going to like A Quiet Place if I watch it at home and like just by myself? Does it have the same effect? So I never watched it. But I am kind of intrigued by this because Lupita Nyong'o and our baby boy, Joseph Quinn, a.k.a. Eddie Munson, are kind of leading <laughs> this one, which sounds like a nice cast. But I don't know if they can get me back. I guess we'll see. How do you guys feel? I'm excited for this one. I kind of forgot about this one. It's been under the radar for a little bit. I part two was my first trip back into theaters during COVID. So mm. I, I did go see it. Part two is great. I'd highly recommend it. Okay. Um, the team has proven they can like, this is their world. This is their passion project. So I'm excited to see them further expand this world. Yeah. I love the part one and part two has been on my list of movies to watch for a while now. So I just need to go give it a watch. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I think it'll be fun. Keith, I know you've got to be excited for this next one, though. This oh is Horizon, an American saga, chapter one. This was tailor-made for our friend Keith. It's a Western spanning a 15-year period, uh, pre and post-Civil War era. This is what Kevin Costner left Yellowstone to go make. <laughs> this is his passion project. Keith, how do you feel about this one? Okay, I got to admit, I did not watch the trailer for this one. You're fine. It's, a, it's like a 40-second trailer where he just like rides a horse and then turns around and shoots a gun a couple times. And I, I will say, I was like, that was pretty badass. But <laughs> it was definitely just a teaser. We don't have like a good main trailer yet. The interesting thing for this movie, though, is part one comes out in June and part two comes out in August, which yeah. is, I don't think I've seen a major big budget project do that before. So are they going to keep audiences interested enough to go pay twice in the same year to see this franchise? And I think they're each like three hours long. So oh, Kevin Costner wants you to spend six hours in theaters with this project. I'm looking forward to this. I love this era of history. And I, I do like Kevin Costner, as weird as he can be sometimes. I do think he's good in these roles, these type of roles. So, yeah, I'm gonna definitely going to go see it. I like Sienna Miller, too. I'm always interested to see when it's somebody's passion project, like what is their reason for wanting to make this? So Kevin Costner's got a reason. I mean, he gave up. The, one of the most successful things he's ever been a part of to make it. So I'm curious about it for sure. He's also a great director. I mean, Dances with Wolves is fantastic. I mean, he has a great eye. I honestly feel like he's somebody that like should have directed more and then didn't for whatever reason. Um, so I'm the idea that he's directing this makes me want to see it even more because he's a great director. All right, moving further into this summer, we have Project Artemis and Deadpool 3. Guys, just a couple ones there. Should we start with the big one? 
Project Artemis? Where do you guys want to start? <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about Project Artemis. It's got a great cast, Scarlett Johansson, Woody Harrelson, Channing Tatum, Ooh. but uh, nothing's out there for the plot. So I think we can touch on Deadpool 3. Um, I know like as time has gone on, we've all become lesser fans of Deadpool 1 and 2. Are you guys interested in, in Deadpool 3? Am I interested? Yes. Um, I'm interested that it is my Arnie's guaranteed hit of the year. All right. Playing it safe. Um, I am playing it safe with this one, but also kind of not, guys. I mean, with how Marvel has performed the last couple of years, and this is going to be the only MCU movie in 2024, it might not be that safe. Like, we'll see how it does. I don't know. I mean, it's like, Captain Marvel, that movie made a billion dollars at the box office. Its sequel made the the least out of any MCU movie. Aquaman made over a billion dollars. Its sequel made, right now, it's tracking to do <laughs> the least of the DCEU. <laughs> so it's like, you could surprise yourselves, but I do think the combination of like Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. Jennifer Garner back as Elektra. Ah, we, we've been missing her as Elektra, haven't we? <laughs> um, but kind of going through those weird um, multiverse worlds to Austin's point, like why hasn't like Loki stuff brought up this? It seems like this movie is doing that. It seems like they're going to travel through those realities and then end up in the MCU so Ryan Reynolds uh, can stick around. Um, I'm excited, but I don't know. It's also that weird thing of Ryan Reynolds has like burned me a bit too much with playing Deadpool for the last like 12 years in real life and in movies and every movie <laughs> role he does. <laughs> but I am still excited. I think this movie's going to be a major hit. Um, so yeah, that's all I'll say. I'm excited and I am I'm like weirdly personally happy for Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman because they are such good friends and they've wanted to do Deadpool yeah. and Wolverine for so many years. So I think it's going to be really fun. I'm excited for a trailer to come out for this one. I do trust the team like Deadpool one and two for what they were at the time were hits, were successes. They were fun watches. So I'm excited to see this one come back. And I do got to believe Hugh Jackman left Wolverine on his own terms with Logan like he that's the story he wanted to end it on so the fact that they got him back they've got to have a story that Hugh Jackman wanted to tell it can't just be he wanted to work with Ryan Reynolds so I'm excited oh, to see yeah. what that Wolverine reason is he always talked about that he wanted to be in the Avengers movies like when he was still playing Wolverine but that that wasn't a possibility at the time um and then by the time that he was like I guess I'm gonna retire from this role a few years later, <laughs> they were like, hey, you know, we sold off a certain thing. So now it's a possibility. And he was like, oh, OK, maybe I'll come back if you throw a couple of uh, 10 million dollars my way. <laughs> um, so makes sense. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I do like joke about like Ryan Reynolds, like his uh, demeanor a lot. But <laughs> I am pretty excited for this movie, actually. All right, so in August, we have Borderlands, based on the video game, of course. We have the sequel, Horizon and American Saga Chapter 2, which we just talked about, and tentatively, my <laughs> favorite movie of the year. Is that Craven the Hunter, I see? Oh, it, it is, is, but wow. maybe it's moving again. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. Borderlands, is there really anything to talk about, Keith? I mean, I don't think you even played those. Austin and I, we love those games, but it's like, is it's directed by Eli Roth, which seems weird too. He's kind of known for like that 
grindhouse, like gory horror, like Tarantino connection type thing. It's like, is he directing this for a paycheck? Maybe. I wouldn't blame him. But I don't know. Like this movie's been delayed for a long time as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what makes me nervous. This one's been in development hell forever. I have no faith in this one. If I hadn't already guaranteed my flop, it would be this. I don't know how. Like the story has always been fun and funny, but there's a certain way the Borderlands story gets told that kind of only lends itself to be interesting in a video game. I don't know how you keep me entertained in this for a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I wanted to highlight to talk about this one because, yeah, I kind of wanted to pick y'all's brain since you played the games. I didn't. I mean, I've, I've seen people play the games. I never played them myself, so I kind of had an idea with, of what they looked like. Um, but like you said, with Eli Roth, that's kind of an odd pairing with this. I mean, the last movie I think he did was that Thanksgiving movie, which we never saw. Which, which I thought, was apparently good. Yeah, which I heard was good. I want to go back and watch it. It's highly rated. Yeah, yeah I didn't see it yet. Um, I want to go back and watch that for sure. But yeah, his Eli Roth directing this video game. I don't know. Um, it's also that weird thing, Keith, uh, to add to that point where um, it reminds me of Rogue One because I think they filmed it so long ago where there was scheduling stuff where they had to do reshoots and he didn't do the reshoots. I think Tim Miller, I shouldn't say that, but I think Tim Miller, the guy that directed the first Deadpool movie, was like brought on to direct the reshoot. So it's one of those, whether or not it was him, it was one of those things where they filmed it so long ago, they were like, what's your schedule like? And he's like, I can't come back to do that. And so they had to get another director to come in and film the reshoots, which is like always kind of weird. <laughs> like not necessarily a good thing. Sounds like a Justice League recipe to me. Uh, Joss, is that you? Yeah. So I think <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get my guaranteed flop right here. Whoa! I just don't, I don't <laughs> see it making it. I don't think people, especially people who didn't play the games are not, are not even going to know what, what this is. Um, you got Jack Black attached. I love Jack Black, but I don't but know. he's just a voice role. It's not yeah. enough. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, I just don't think it's gonna it's be a enough. It's a great call, so. Keith. I think you nailed it. Okay. Yeah, I think I wasn't gonna pick that, Keith, but I think you may have just like I think you may have just nailed the best one. <laughs> that might be the biggest <laughs> flop of the year. <laughs> Wait, Austin, did I already did I already do a hit and a flop? Yeah. So to recap. Uh, Austin hit Ballerina, flop Madam Web. Matt hit Deadpool 3, flop Godzilla Kong New Empire. Yep. Keith hit Fall Guy and flops Borderlands. Ooh, okay. This is going to be a better year than last, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Before we move on to September, Kriven the Hunter is slated for August. This was my flop last year. It's going to be a flop this year. <laughs> uh, it probably won't come out this year. Uh, the only thing exciting about it is that Russell Crowe's in it. Um, is that if, exciting in 2024 though? I don't think it is. I honestly don't know. Uh, I think it's kind of like a fun and not fun thing. Um, the trailer's terrible. We won't see it. We will review it though on the podcast. So uh, enjoy that. Moving on to September, another movie that I don't know if I want to see, guys. Beetlejuice two. I love the first one. In fact, it won our best Halloween bracket one year. The original. Even though Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Tim Burton are coming back, I want to know honestly, is Beetlejuice 2 kind of hitting it for you? Is, is this exciting? Or are you kind of like, eh? How do you feel? I, I'm actually pretty excited. The, the fact that Tim Burton is attached with the originals from the first time he made the movie, that's what has me interested. And they nailed it with bringing Jenna Ortega on board. 
That's I, I think. I mean, That's I think they've got a recipe for success right here. I agree. I think it's going to be good. I mean, when I first heard about it, I was annoyed. It was just one of those things. Where I was like, they just can't keep. They just can't leave anything alone. You know, they always got to make yeah. a sequel 30, 40 years later. Tim Burton doesn't really sell out though, so he he must have had something he wanted to do here. I mean, he did make Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no i think it's gonna be good I, i'm i'm excited i'm glad when no one is coming back i i wish alec i wish alec baldwin was coming back i wish uh he can't I, stop shooting people though <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen there's been no images of uh michael keaton of beetlejuice yet and i'm so excited to see like the first like released pick because <laughs> like, i i'm also excited to see him do this with a budget because that CGI looks like dog shit in the first one. So it'll be fun to see him kind of build out know. the Beetlejuice world. I love how 80s. I love how it bad it looks 80s. in the first one. Yeah, I, it was a long time ago. I'm yeah. excited to, but to Austin's point, I'm excited to see how they might translate some of that psychedelic shit to like modern. Yeah, like that might be fun to see. I hope we do get some smaller know. characters from the the first one too that you you wouldn't expect to come back. Like maybe. Well, she's probably dead now. It's probably been. I was gonna say the old lady, the old lady that is uh, that's in charge of the, uh, the yeah, the purgatory. <laughs> That'd be so cool if she came back, but she's probably dead. Unfortunately, she's probably dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to October, we have some amazing films coming out. We have Joker Two. If you want to hear my French accent, it's technically called Joker Folie Dieu. We have Smile. That's pretty good. Thank you. We have Smile 2, and we have Saw 11. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I can't. October is going to be good. We're going to be cooking. It's going to be a fun month. You know, we always talk about our Halloween bracket, and like we do horror movies. It's going to be a good time. I know it already. So, Matt, I know... So, I actively dislike the first Joker movie. I know you're a little higher than me, Matt, but not much higher. Keith, do you like the first Joker movie? I did. Yeah, I did like it. It creeped me out. It was one of those just disturbing movies for me. Um, I don't know if I was like super, super high on it like a lot of people were, but I didn't hate it either. I think it had a lot of great moments and I think it, it was a good setup for a, a, maybe a better movie coming along. So Yeah, I am intrigued by a sequel, but the only reason I'm seeing this is for Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. The first one was weird for me because it got so hyped up and then my brother and I saw it in theaters and it was like, yeah, it was fine, I guess. It just felt very derivative. I know everybody talks about how, like, the Martin Scorsese, like, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, like, it was just the exact same movie. I do think that's kind of true. Um, that said, Joaquin Phoenix is so good in it, and I think the direction is very great that it's worth watching. That said, what would a sequel look like? Joaquin Phoenix is not somebody that signs on to sequels, so the fact that he did... I do think that's kind of intriguing. I have heard this movie is a musical, and they brought Lady Gaga on in to play, as Austin mentioned, uh, a version of Harley Quinn. So it's like, this will take place later, maybe be a musical, maybe be a different movie. That sounds more interesting than the first one, honestly. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to this, even though I didn't love the first movie. I, I think I'm going to look forward to it. It's Todd Phillips. I love him. Um, yeah. and I think Joaquin knocked it out of the park with the role. Well, like I said, the first one didn't quite catch me in like the way the story was told all the way. Um, but like I said, I think it's, it was a good setup. It just wasn't a good origin, I guess you could say. Yeah. 
I think the main thing I'm intrigued by is if they bring in any other characters from DC because they've they've got two big ones right there in Joker and Harley Quinn. So is anybody else involved in this one? Yeah, folly ado. What does that mean again? It's like the connection of two people or something. So it's like that could be a Joker or Harley Quinn thing. It also could obviously a Joker and Batman thing. They set up the Joker and Bruce Wayne like kind of relationship in the first one. So maybe. I don't know. I don't see this being a trilogy. I kind of just seeing this being a second movie that they're just like are throwing it out there and then the one and done. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, Smile 2. This is a movie that we talked about on our bracket this year, guys. How are you? Do we feel good about this? Do we feel good about this team? Are you excited? Because I'm honestly, I, d- I thought this was going to come out later. So I- I'm pretty excited that like next year we could get another Smile movie because I love that first one. Yeah, I think this one, the first Smile like really surprised all three of us. Um, the main thing I'm interested in is with the nature of of the haunting in the Smile franchise, it's very easy to do a sequel. You can easily pass that on to a whole new cast and crew to, to take on a different story. Um, I kind of just hope we see more of the monster in this one because that monster design did stand out so much in the first movie. Yeah, I smile. I don't know why Smile is just so blurry for me right now, but I do remember, I guess I remember liking it. I don't. I don't know if I was super high on it on our bracket, but um, but I think good enough to where I would be interested in a sequel for sure. Like you said, Austin, like the lore behind the monster and like the the way the smiling and hauntings work. I think that was cool. Um, I think I think where I got lost in the movie was maybe the main character. I believe if I'm remembering my thoughts correctly. Well, she did have a horrible marriage. <laughs> yeah, she was oh, married to A Tran from uh, The Boys. Yeah, or just not concerned husband at all. What's wrong? <laughs> You're acting crazy right now. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I know you guys are the biggest Saw fans I know, even though, Keith, you've only seen two of the movies. I know you guys are chomping on the bit here. We do have Saw 11 coming to the big screen again in 2024. I don't have much to say. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin Austin's you know night here, but the fact that Saw 10 kind of came out of nowhere, did that well, did well enough to get a sequel. I'm so excited. Because, Keith, you and I talked about this in the episode. Like, Saw 11, what is this movie going to be? It could be a movie that takes place at the very end of the saga. Like, it could be, like, at the very, very end. Or it could be another weird thing where it's like, hey, we're going to bring Tobin Bill back as Jigsaw. It's going to take place in the middle of the movies. We don't know. But the fact that it's coming out next Halloween, it means they know. And that gets me excited. <laughs> they have a plan. So yeah. I'm so stoked. Um, it makes me feel like, like the post credit scene of Saw 10 is going to come true even more. We're going to get our favorite characters back. What was the post credit scene in Saw 10? They showed one of Jigsaw's accomplices returning to help him kill the person from the prequel and setting up his and Jigsaw's relationship. It's probably going to be, it, it might win the Oscar for Best Picture next year of Solo. Wow. You think it, it could go up against Craven the Hunter? I think so. I think so. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm pumped for it. I'm still I'm coming excited. off my high from Salt In. I, I got to go back and watch the other ones now. All right, guys. So November, we have The Amateur and Gladiator 2. And there's no way, am I, am I crazy? There's no way this movie stays called Gladiator 2. It has to be called The Gladiator semicolon blank. 
If they call it Gladiator 2, that might be the funniest thing that's ever happened to the movie industry. <laughs> I think they'll change it to Gladiator, and then it'll be the, the Roman num- the Roman numeral 2. Oh, shit. That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Why is a sequel to Gladiator coming out in 2024? Look, It's 24 Austin. years later, Austin. And it's just what they You're do. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That question is so important. But that said... I am reading- excited. Reading kind of the premise and the cast, I'm like, is this a genius move? <laughs> we got the character, like the young kid from the first Gladiator. He's now fully grown, played by Paul Meskel. And then you have Pedro Pascal there. You have Denzel Washington. You have other characters returning from the first one. Like, this could be pretty fucking sick. <laughs> And you know, you know, you're going to get Russell Crowe in a dream sequence. <laughs> if he's signed up for Craven the Hunter, he'll definitely sign up for Gladiator 2. <laughs> I'm excited because this will now be the fourth November in a row where Ridley Scott loses money at the box office. No! He lost money Ooh. in November with House of the Duel. He lost money in November with House of Gucci. And he lost money in November with Napoleon. Gladiator no. 2, bring it on, baby. What's this one going to cost? $400 billion? How's it going to make domestically? Probably $80 million. <laughs> I have to look up how much Gladiator made. That's actually like very interesting to me. Yeah, for reference, in the year 2000, taking inflation into account, uh, the first Gladiator cost $103 million to make, and it made $503 million. But back then, people went to the theaters to see their movies. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this one won't do that. <laughs> and that's 20 years later. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I want to be clear. I am excited for it. I still do like Ridley Scott movies. I just, the trend is becoming funny as he keeps making these big budget movies. And then he'll do a press tour saying how mad he is at audiences that they won't go see his movies. That's the best part, though. <laughs> um, before I move on, did just want to mention the amateur. Mainly because the cast is interesting, uh, Rachel Brosnan, Rami Malek, and Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, but it does have a great logline. A CI cryptographer blackmails his own agency into training him to go after a terrorist group who killed his wife. So could be a fun Ooh. movie. Okay. That sounds really good. I haven't heard of that one. That cast is great. That logline is awesome. Uh, Rami Malek is still certain for his redemption. So maybe this is it. Yeah, we did. Like, I did, um, co- for those listening, I did copy this doc. Um, before Austin made it. And I was just like like reading through our last doc and like one of the jokes at the top, we were like, Rain Malik needs to have a good year this year because in 2022, I guess, or 21, who the fuck knows? He had no time to die. And has he really done anything since then? Because he was so bad in it. He um, was in Oppenheimer. Yeah. I know, but was he really <laughs> in Oppenheimer? He was there for the a key, couple minutes. <laughs> the, the key for him being an Oppenheimer, though, is he didn't stand out. He was just there. No bad. No and critics were like, loved, unfortunately, he, he very loves bad. that review, Austin. He loves that. He's like, thank fucking God I didn't stand out. <laughs> but he's just like, I got to get back on the big screen, I guess. I need to like be good enough to not be noticed, but not bad enough for people to criticize me. <laughs> Uh, but guys, it's time to get to December. Let's close it out real quick before we get to our uh, quick hit section. We have some fun ones. We have Nosferatu by Robert Eggers, and we have a very strange movie that I think Keith and I can speak to. 
Right now it's called the Untitled Karate Kid Movie, but it stars Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. So you have the OG Karate Kid and the guy that was kind of the Mr. Miyagi foil in the reboot? In the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. yeah. And also reboot. it should be noted because people will not talk about this. This is how much of a Karate Kid fan I am. In the 2010 reboot, that movie's called The Karate Kid. They do Kung Fu in that movie. And that movie was originally called The Kung Fu Kid. And then they were like, no, you have to call it The Karate Kid for name, like, brand recognition. So they did. That's so, stupid. So Studio the idea <laughs> that they're making a sequel where I guess Jackie Chan is a master of Kung Fu and Ralph Macchio is kind of good at karate, I guess they have to teach a kid, but... Do they teach them both? And yeah, when is this? Is this going to be taking place within Cobra Kai or after Cobra I Kai think it's or before Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai? I think our final season of Cobra Kai comes out this year, and then this movie comes out later. Apparently, I don't know. But guys, what do you feel about Nosferatu? I mean, we had probably nobody said it, but I, I kind of felt the daggers flying our way. After the three of us reviewed The Northmen from Robert Eggers and Alexander Skarsgård. Um, because usually we're all kind of at varying degrees when it comes to quality of a movie or TV show. But this year, in 2023... 2022! Um, or sorry, forgive me, yes. Um, we reviewed The Northmen and we all kind of hated it. Which is rare for us. That doesn't usually happen. <laughs> and most people seem to kind of really dig it. So are you excited about another Robert Eggers movie? This one based on like, you know, the classic Dracula story, the original Nosferatu film. I'm excited for this. We all did see the witch and love that. Um, and I still do really want to see his lighthouse movie. I think Robert Eggers is super talented. Um, the way he works with visuals, even in the Northmen, like it, everything still looks cinematic. Just sometimes his stories tend to lose their way. But the cast is incredible. Willem Dafoe, Nicholas Holt, Bill Skarsgård. He's got another Skarsgård in there. Um, yeah, the idea of him taking on a, a scary vampire story, it seems like right up his alley with what he's done with stuff like The Witch. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to this. Um, where Northman got lost with us is just we thought it was going to be more like a Viking battle type movie where it was just a smaller story. Um, but like you said, Austin, with The Witch, I can definitely see this being something similar to that. I would hope. All right, guys, before we close out, let's do some quick hits, because I think we don't have a lot to say about these. There's no dates assigned to them. But I want to start with you, Keith, because from what I understand, the Yellowstone's like spinoff series are continuing. But now we have 1944 and 2024 coming out like. They're doing two more? Are you aware of this? Yeah. I'm fully current on Yellowstone and all the spinoffs, too, now, so oh, I'm nice. prepared to talk with my friend Keith. Okay, Please Austin. do. I want to hear yeah. because I'm not <laughs> caught up. Yeah, so, Austin, now that you've finished 1924, we know 1884 is probably is not going to come back. They pretty much wrapped. Yeah. They concluded that, that story, but 1924 left off on a cliffhanger, so I a don't know if it's- A huge cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't know if it's, if it's is a season two for 1924 coming back with Harrison Ford. I don't know. Then 1944 with the Dutton family, and then 2024, I think, is it 2024? I think McConaughey might be attached to 2024. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, yeah. As a uh, spinoff character. So 
obviously the Yellowstone franchise takes place, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Yellowstone show takes place in modern days. So I guess 2024 is just going to be a spinoff of more of the Yellowstone It'll just be timeline. The thing that comes out after the last season, I yeah. guess. And I think 2024 is the project that used to be called the Three Sixes. I think they've morphed in. I think this one focuses on the Texas Ranch. Okay. Yeah, the Four That's Sixes Ranch. That's why you ranch. got McConaughey yeah. there. Makes perfect sense. A quick hit for me, but X-Men 97. I can't wait for this. I'm so excited. This is a kind of a continuation of the classic X-Men cartoon. They're doing it in the same format and style. This just feels like an instant nostalgia hit to me. Agreed. Yeah, growing up with like the Spider-Man and like X-Men cartoons and of course like the Batman and Superman stuff on the DC side. It's really fun they're continuing this. I I, I do wonder why. I guess like they're trying to like continue it and put it in the MCU, but either way, I don't really hear what they do with the story. I'm just excited that the show is coming back and to your point, Austin, it's like they're retaining that animation style <laughs> from almost thirty years ago. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, um, well, we got another one coming out. We already touched on it with, with when we talked about the uh, the Karate Kid movie. I think this is the last season of Cobra Kai coming out, which I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I think that it's ready. I'm kind of ready for the story to wrap up, but I've had such a fun time watching everybody come back for this show. Uh, it was a good nostalgia hit as well. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for this to to wrap up, and I'm, I'm excited to see how they how they conclude it and how it maybe p- will play into that untitled Karate Kid movie. I can't wait, Cobra Kai. Never dies, but also <laughs> one of my favorite shows as well. Uh, I'm just so excited. It's just so good. It's too good. Um, but I, like you, Keith, I'm glad that they're not extending it. I'm glad that they are clearly ending it uh, on a high note as opposed to just like dragging it along. Um, for me, guys, it's tricky. I mean, there's a lot coming out. I mean, it would be easy to talk about something like, I don't know. Um, Tales of the Jedi, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Sympathizer, something I'm excited about. But the one thing I wanted to end off with, because I think Austin might like this, is uh, Devil May Cry, a game series I've never played, but I've also never played Castlevania. And the Netflix anime of Castlevania is it's so, so good. fucking good. Did you and watch the, the new same, season? I did. And the same team is making Devil May Cry on Netflix I love as that. well. I love it. So I'll watch it immediately. They did a very quick like 30 second teaser just like shows like one character just like smiling to the camera basically. I have no context for what that means but uh, because I love Castlevania on Netflix I'm going to watch Devil May Cry. I'm so excited. So apparently it's coming out this year. I hope it does. I can't wait. And didn't Alex Garland like write the original Devil May Cry game? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, story supervisor on Devil May Cry. Oh, okay, cool. All right, guys, before we close out here, let's do uh, some quick, easy questions. What is, we? you know, we, we did our hits and our flops, but what is your most anticipated movie of the year? Doesn't matter how much money it's going to make, just what are you most excited for? Easy for me, Furiosa, a Mad Max story. Get me back into that universe. I can't wait. I think I got to go to, with Beetlejuice too. Oh, wow. okay. I like that. <laughs> Can't wait to see Michael Keaton back. Honestly, guys, it is Craven the Hunter. I am not anticipating it for a good reason, but I am just so excited to see it, if that makes sense. The first two Venom movies I saw are terrible. Morbius, dear Lord, 
Keith, you and I saw that. That was garbage. But there is still an excitement factor to watching these movies. And I'm kind of excited. Why don't to you watch have that it. same excitement from Adam Webb? Uh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Sony has learned that when people are making fun of these movies, it doesn't mean they want to do a second release in the theaters? I don't think so. I mean, they re-released Morbius and it made no money. So I, I, I still don't think that they've learned that lesson. Um, but guys, on the same lines, let's do most anticipated TV series. What you got? Okay. So if they surprise us and put out season two of Severance, it'll Ooh, become that you beat easily. Me to it. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think it is. Uh, it'll be True Detective. Can't wait. The mystery looks fantastic, and we need like a new good detective mystery that takes the world by storm. So I hope that's it. Ooh, this is tough. There's a lot I'm excited for, but. You know what? I guess I'll just go with I'll go with Yellowstone. It's been a while since mm-hmm. I've seen Yellowstone, and yeah. I'm excited for them. How's the, it gonna end? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for them to wrap up the story with Costner coming back and the whole gang, and can't yeah, can't wait for it to lead into the other shows. And I wish 1924 was coming back this this year too, but it doesn't look like it is. But yeah, I'll go with Yellowstone. Yeah, I think for me, the one that I actually feel confident in coming out is Devil May Cry, like we just talked about. But the one that I am hoping for, I don't feel as confident, it could be Pusha 2025. But we also talked about it on our look ahead last year. It's like, guys, where the hell is Squid Game Season 2? We Get it know together, it's coming. Netflix. We know Netflix is working on it. We know the that team dumb is working game on show. it. Yeah. They did the fucking weird reality show on Netflix, and like the creative team behind the first season has said, hey, here's what we're working on, here's like what we're actually going to do in the second season, here are the characters we're introducing. So like, they keep talking about it. So it's like, we thought season two might be 2023. Now, I don't even know if it's 2024, but I'm putting it out there because I really need it to be 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my hope. Squid Game season two, if it comes out in 2024, is 100% my most anticipated. Netflix season two, they really haven't had like a the show that everyone's binging since the latest season of Stranger Things. So I know, they need we're it. Not, they we're need not it getting the out. last one until twenty fucking twenty five. Oh my god! <sighs> <laughs> we just made Keith unwell with that. I know, but let's make Keith even more unwell, dude. Andor season one, twelve episodes came out in twenty twenty two, right? They announced like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the second and final season, same amount of episodes, isn't coming out until 2025. Dude, we have to wait three years in between seasons? Why does it take so long? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing those crazy time jumps, too, so maybe that's part of it. I know, but And still. they were impacted by the strike. Uh, Greatness takes time, my friend. Oh, Greatness takes strike. time. Oh, if you want, if you right, want a I good forgot. Star Wars project, you can't rush it like they always do. Uh, you need time okay. for stuff to cook. Let's hope for Tales of the Jedi, then. That'll, like, hold us over, maybe. <laughs> Mando season four. Can't wait. No! With John Favreau. <laughs> As the Mandalorian, I heard. Ew, gross. I hate that. <laughs> the budget gets so bad. <laughs> yes, Nick Cubanos for, like, all the people working on it and play the Mandalorian. I will say, though, there wasn't anything I was, like, super anticipating for 2024 for content. But after putting this list together and going through it, it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I think it's going to be a fun one. Can't wait. But with that, thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, we'd appreciate that to continue to grow our show. 
please leave us reviews as well. Even if you don't want to write anything, leaving us a five-star review over an Apple podcast, Spotify, or River Your Podcast really just help us out. At the Arnie's is our social, and the Arnie's.media is the website. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. And lastly, we want to hear from you, so please send us a message on Instagram at the Arnie's or email us thearniesmedia at gmail.com. What movies and TV shows are you most looking forward to in 2024? Did we miss anything on our list? Anything you say we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. That's right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoyed the start to your 2024. Hope it gets off to a good start going forward. We'll see you next week. It'll be a good one. We'll see you then. See ya. I'm still thinking about John Favreau and a Mandalorian too. Ah, fuck me too. <laughs> <laughs>